everybody. <laughs> she just did that to piss me off, didn't I you? I did, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. It did, it actually worked. It tore me off a strike completely. Uh-huh. Anyway, hello everybody. It's your friends at Monday Madness and welcome to the Liquid Football Podcast. Woo! It's time first of all to our... It's First of all, yeah, time. Blah, blah, blah. See, this is what happens. You fuck me up completely. You've ruined blah, my flow. Blah. This is terrible. <laughs> this is our, somehow our second worst intro we've done. Daryl. I'm going to start crying now in a minute. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll start off with our uh, match day rundown. professional. You can take it. A complete... <laughs> that is absolutely not true. If there's anything this, if there's anything this podcast has proven is that I am not absolutely, a professional. Yeah, the, None of us are professional. It is the amateurish nation of this that actually Absolutely, yeah. This is Sunday League podcast in here. <laughs> so, we're going to kick off... Sunday League. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, we've seen your Sunday League. It's not, a, it's not the May West, I'll be fair. So... As always, uh, this uh, podcast is going to be just about the Premier League, uh, match day 11 and 12 to be precise, because this is the rundown. Um, tune in tomorrow for our official Liquid Football podcast, where we take the mickey just a little bit more. So, uh, as a tradition, we're going to start off with the first uh, game of match day 11, which was the scintillating, I'm sure you'll all agree, 1-0 win for Bournemouth against Manchester United. This was so... Obviously coming, and yet I was like, oh, I had to just pretend to be shocked when United lose another away game. But, again, Bournemouth are, like, much kind of, you know, Neil's point, they're very, like, they kind of stifle a lot of games, but that's deliberately the way they are. Like, they just keep the ball and just not give you anything else. They don't do much with it either, but it's, it's they, they've got, like, real kind of small margins here again. And, like, Bournemouth just had all the ball, and United had nothing, really, you know? Um King got the goal in the end, and like the defending for it was horrendous because King was able to like he got the ball passed to him from the from the side, and looped over, so he's able to turn, um, do like one or two step overs from or kippy ups from, from Wan Bissaka turn around and score. So like you're looking at the two United defenders going, you just had someone do kippy uppies in your box. Why did any of you try and like you know? Yeah, it kind of remind, it reminded me a him. bit of like the, the you know the Simpsons uh, episode with the Harlem Globetrotters. Mm. You know, the guys seem like, he's been in the ball! <laughs> just take it! But you know, he's just take the ball! <laughs> just take kings and still keep you up. You can just imagine, uh, when you watch it back, yeah. it's impossible for the... Tune <laughs> 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 to go on your head, and then he yeah. just, thunk, but the fact that, slams it in. But even in that metaphor, like, Bournemouth being the Harlem Globe, Globe, Globetrotters says so much about <laughs> United more than anything else. Yeah. Like, God, to be fair, like, United did genuinely try. They had chances in the game. They did. But God only, like, but only, like, an hour into the game. Like, this is the United side that like, should be able to, like, go, here, lads, this is Bournemouth, let's go and murder them. But it just shows you where the team is at the minute. They only really play, perform at home, mostly. Away games are just a bit of a non-event, like, it doesn't matter who they're facing, really. Yeah, it's quite similar to the Arsenal way of playing. <coughs> yeah, and, and um, Spurs as well, I think. Like, it's the only thing keeping me any way positive about life. Yeah, the, <laughs> what, that uh, Manchester United, Arsenal and Spurs are seemingly in a kind of three-way competition to out-batter each other. I think yeah, that's what it is. It's like, the, the, yeah. the kicker is... We all lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody wins, we all lose. Yeah, there's just no winners. Except for maybe Leicester. This I mean, is a zero-sum yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's funny. Now, you can't deny that it's funny <laughs> seeing these teams just completely shit the bed every single time. And it's not even that. But even people going into this game just going like, oh, Bournemouth beat Man United 1-0. I'm genuinely not surprised. Yeah, and that's, that not. says so much about United now. That's the way they are. Yeah. They'll lose to Bournemouth. Or they'll... Or, They'll lose to like or the Spurs lost to Brighton. Because and it's what we said earlier on, like you know, when Liverpool or Arsenal play Manchester United, 
we played the because we've such a history of rivalry yeah with Manchester United and like we can remember like the fucking like I think Roy Keane yeah Solskjaer even said it um, uh, in one of his press conferences mm. like going to Arsenal used to be like going to war yeah that's what we play to whereas Bournemouth don't have that they, they've got the ability to play the absolutely subpar piss poor team that's actually in front of them yeah because yeah. they have no there's, there's no loyalty to the fixture there's just yeah. no like yeah. Yeah, there's no rose to the glass there's exactly, no yeah. history there that's fucking them up they've no baggage, baggage. no yeah I think funny segue there actually Neil because <clears throat> this fixture I believe is the first time it's ever happened in the Premier League Sheffield United 3 Burnley 0 um, Overlapping sh- to the backs Sheffield are brilliant like th- it, can we, we can say that officially now right they are absolutely brilliant we can say, we can say it for definite they're not going down they're fifth in the league, lads, yeah. as a stance. Yeah. Joint, joint fifth. Joint Come fifth. Go on, Ireland. We can't take all the credit. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. Like I saw the two goal, the three goals they had there. Like the Lundstrom goals were almost identical. Like they were yeah. exactly the same type of goals. It was just Ender Stevens on the left, whips it in, Lundstrom back post, just so easy. And then the Fleck goal was like it was such a weird one because Fleck is a weird player because he plays in central midfielder and he's left footed. But he plays on the right of the midfield. So what he does is he kind of zigzags around the, the, hmm. the field. So when, when someone obviously when someone is overlapping and it's normally a centre back, yeah, you he, he tends to go away from goal to get an angle for the shot he'll hit well, with his left foot. It's similar to Pepe if we ever fielded him. Mm. Um, <laughs> that, he, he Have plays, you seen Pepe? He, he plays out in the right. He plays wide right. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's left footed. Mm. And similar, actually, funnily enough, we had the same. Same thing with Alexis when we, pl- we were playing when we had Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, we were playing him centrally and he wasn't having it. Um, you know, people were like, Oh, well, we can't play him out on the left. And then he's doing interviews going, I prefer playing on the left, even though I'm right footed because it means I can cut in. Yeah, and yeah. I swing it in with my right foot. I, I know it's different, but in Gaelic football, I, I'm left footed predominantly, but I would prefer to come in on like run you down drift the in, yeah. right wing and then have that angle to either bend the ball over, in yeah. or take yeah. shot whatever but oh yeah no that's I, like, can, I can see, see the argument the, of I it I yeah. the lo- logic of it yeah. but it, it is it's just kind of it's so unusual I suppose to see in the Premier League where you mm. have that kind of it's a, it's, it's it's that's a kind of the general vibe of Sheffield is that they're just a very unusual team yeah they're just kind of like yeah I just don't don't think people have cracked the code yet you know yeah. Arsenal won Wolves won who wants to take a four on this one fuck off, you Unai Emery. <laughs> like, like going in so defensive against Wolves is mm. bad enough, and then, like, it was just woeful. Like it was, it's it's like a lot of people, a lot of Arsenal podcasts are talking about it, and it's kind of been said to death. But mm. it is just a case of the players don't look like they have a clue what they're meant yeah. to do. Like it's even like in the in, in the three games you've had this week, I think you played three different formations. Three different formations, but even then they're going through the motions of playing those formations. Not a formation against... But different players in that formation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The like, formations... There hasn't been a set 11. There hasn't been a set formation of mm. players. Um, but yeah, no, like, it's... They are doing the formation, whatever he sets out, whether it's 5-2... I think one, it was a 4-4... Four, four, it was a 4-4-2 diamond. Against, Wolves, against yeah. Wolves, it was a 4-4-2 four, four, diamond. Yeah. With literally, like, pencil width. Yeah. <laughs> so we were everything was going down the center. We had absolutely zero width. Pepe was on the bench and stayed there, mm. um, which was just criminal. Uh, there was no like one of the things is like he, 
he says continuously that he wants the team to be a protagonist team. It's in the team in the in, driving seat of yeah, the match. Controlling, yeah. And in no shape or form do we see that at all. Yeah, I don't see how you, you were the protagonist if you're sitting back. Mm. Yeah, I actually have the stats up here. So you guys had, in this game against Wolves, 57% possession. You had 10 shots, uh, 4 on target. Wolves had 42.5. Uh, but 24 shots uh, in total, 8 on target. So, again, to be fair though, I wouldn't bother with the possession stats as much because that's the way Wolves play. Wolves play without the ball. That's yeah. how good they are. They're, yeah. they're designed for the counter-attack. But, as I say, like once you guys kind of scored the goal, that was kind of it. You just tried to shut up shop against a Wolves team that like will happily do happily advocate for you shutting up shop because like you've got players like Matinho and Neves in the midfield who are happy oh you're you're sitting back okay I'll just score from thirty yards and no problem. Mm. Like yeah. it it's it's the same it's the same symptom over and over again. It is just a, a coach and staff, it's a manager who doesn't know what he's doing. With with Wenger and in the last few years of Wenger, Wenger still stuck to his Wenger ball and mm. teams knew well, this is how we're going to play against Wenger Ball. Like, yeah. this is how we're going to set up the There was a play. system. There was a system. Every player knew what they were doing. It might not have worked, but every player knew what they were doing. And mm. everyone knew what to expect to go out and watch Arsenal. The only thing we now expect as Arsenal fans is to be dominated in possession, which is strange for us. Yeah. And for us to be very pissed off at the end of a match. Yeah, okay. It's The team is like trying to, trying to counter-attack, but because they can't defend or have the right people in midfield to start lock-picking like, defences, the gaps. it's, it's a very like odd it, way of counter-attacking. It's almost like the current squad was built around Aaron Ramsey, who isn't there. Yeah. A very good point, actually, yeah. I think a lot of, yeah. the, a lot of the early success from Emery was... P- Purely because it was Ramsey linking the defense to the central midfield, mm. the defensive midfield to the forwards. The gaps are unbelievable. Yeah. Like Wolves are literally able to just hold the ball in midfield, stick on the kettle, yeah. have a cup like, of tea, since Ramsey send someone else for Jaffa that cakes. Mm. <laughs> since Ramsey has stolen that goal from Ronaldo, and which was hilarious. <laughs> that was so good. From you, that was so good. Yeah. Can we buy him back? Yeah, for like seventy million. <laughs> Who would happily pay Yeah. That? In fairness, though, like, and another kind of, like, weird thing I'm seeing from, uh, from the Arsenal in midfield in particular is that their roles are They're kind of changing. Well, not more so the fact that, like, Torreira doesn't know if he's defending or attacking anymore. Yeah, and at, at he doesn't know what he's doing either. At it's times, like they're doing different roles at, in different times, games. Well, no, Torreira's, oh, sorry, Granduzzi's box to box. So Granduzzi's meant to be this kind of engine room. But he can't, he's always completely outnumbered in midfield. Mm. So he never really gets the ball out of defence because yeah. if you don't pass it to the guy with four players with his hoop. Mm. But, you know, so, so when he tries to get transition, but because we're playing with no width, yeah. there's nothing going around him, so he can't support the wingers mm. or full-backs or whoever's winning it down the, around the outside. Yeah, yeah. So he's just kind of sitting in midfield going, okay, then well, I'm, I'm, I might as well just sit back and defend. It's weird. So that's weird. And then Torreira is the one. Torreira's being made to play further up forward. Um, so at times Torreira is isolated at centre forward isolated up in the opposition's box and you're going like why why yeah, like, it's why? Weird. like that's just crazy it's it's insane and the funny thing is is that it's not as if like when, pe- when people started looking at Torreira being played more forward than he usually is people tried to ration it going well more forward is where you want to be winning the ball mm. he's your main ball winner you win the ball up there you're in a better chance to counter than if you win the ball back in your own box yeah but the problem is he's not winning the ball up there because he's totally isolated. They're just passing the ball around him. Mm. And he doesn't want to be up there. And we've precedence for not playing your main central 
defensive midfielder up there because that's exactly what Chelsea did with Kante and it didn't fucking work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I suppose this was also the the, um, the first game after Jacka. what happened to him. So Aubameyang is your new team captain. We might as well talk about it now before yeah. moving on to the other games. Nope, it's the new team is, captain. Is, is that the right call as your new captain? Because yeah. I feel it's not. Yes, absolutely. Elba takes all the, you, I don't know, You probably you aren't up on the Arsenal kind of internal club yeah. social media, but he's the one taking the new strikers under, like Pepe and Martinelli mm-hmm. under his wing. Um, it's him and Lacazette as well, but yeah. Elba's the one getting them in, talking them through it, having a bounce with them, laughing with them, showing them through training, all this type of stuff. Okay. And yeah. he, he's the main one. And also, he's always funny, he's laughing, he's also popular as well. Plus, he's helping the forward lines. And also, it ha- it, it helps to make your spear tip the captain. I know it doesn't always work. Um, Kane would be the Kane obvious would be, example. Kane would be yeah. an obvious answer. And Rooney, example. actually. Rooney, Rooney was, was a great I was, I, was a bit to, I was a bit to chime in yeah. with Rooney. But Aubameyang does actually have a good head on his shoulders. He is sane. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, always helps. Which is always helps, and he does have a kind of measure of responsibility. Also, I think our vice captain is now Bellerin. You see, that was my which one of my pick which for which captain. I'm I, delighted with. I really do think that had Bellerin been fully fit, he would be given yes. captain's armband. Mm. But it's very much case which has to happen with ACL injuries. You have to be led back so slowly. Yeah, that's why we. That's why essentially we didn't use Ox at all in uh, in the game in, in last season, even when he was back two months early. We could have played him in like the likes of the Champions League final or Champions League semi final. So we said no, 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 no. No, we'll you see don't. You next just, season. With, with ACL injuries, yeah. you do not take that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no risks. Like, if he was, if you make someone like him a captain after coming back from that injury, I think that's psychologically ACLs can be just as bad as the physiology part of it. So yeah. if he's getting that extra burden of being captain, having to be hmm. a leader on the pitch, and if his leg's not feeling up to it that day, or if he's getting, you know, had a couple of bad passes and that drops his mentality. Mm. I do think he is the captain of the future. I think Aubameyang yeah. at the minute is... I think he's a natural ambassador for the club. Like, uh, when I look at Bellerin, I look at him and think he loves Arsenal. Like oh, he's he, In the same way, like, a lot of the, the, that kind of generation of, like, the, I suppose, of the last of the Wengerites, if you like, yeah. the likes yeah. of your Gibbs and Ox and Jenkinson, all of them adored Arsenal. And Ramsey, too, of course. Uh, Will share as well. Like, they all were, were bought into the club philosophy and what it was. And, like, for me, Bellerin... Exactly, yeah. And I think Bellerin's one of those people who are built in with the with the philosophy of Arsenal, like yeah. the, the club and what it stands for. Aubameyang is obviously a recent addition. I can see that he's a, a positive influence, but he doesn't strike me as a natural captain for Arsenal as such. Sure, and Might be a natural captain overall, but not for the, maybe not as, an, as a well, club and also, and also it suits with, like the Arsenal kind of captain course that chances are past next season he's not going to be at Arsenal yeah he has it's stalling on signing his new contract mm. and also and the natural kind of backup to him Lacazette also won't be at Arsenal next season yeah a few hot takes and also us. what we did not fucking and another one as well the person we were just talking about Torreira probably won't be at Arsenal next season either <laughs> or Xhaka hopefully well Xhaka will probably chance it, I actually I wouldn't be surprised if Xhaka went in January yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, we will come up with a conversation again. But Jacka very much out in the cold, mm-hmm. and yeah. probably will stay there. Unfortunately, uh, let's move on then for the time being uh, to Brighton two Norwich nil. Uh, I think it, I think this was the game I could happily say Norwich are fucked. Yeah, no, yeah. they were very poor. 
Mm. Um, Pookie is still in my fantasy football team purely by the fact that I can't get rid of him. Oh, yeah. I jettisoned him weeks ago. So like, yeah. no, you the did it at a good time when you could afford a good replacement, yeah, whereas yeah. I can't do that now, yeah. and now I'm fucked. Yeah, I, mean, I got, I got, I got Abraham in instead. Yeah. Same actually. Yeah. yeah, I got the same move. Yeah, boom. Yeah, the ah. Pookie, the Pookie party is officially over. Yes, and now we're all for present Abraham. That's the best point I can think of. Sorry. sorry. You better end Not to Maraquai. Not to Maraquai. that's good, yeah. They're both they're both <laughs> as bad as each other, aren't they? Fucking losers. Vardy's the lead scorer. Just go back to Vardy Party. Okay. With fine. WKD all up in here. Chash get banged. You Chash want get fucking you want I think I might just do a complete overhaul of my team at the minute. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Would be fair. But yeah, no, uh Brighton. It was weird because there was nothing much on in the first half, and then Brighton just kind of came to life, and Trossard came on. Yeah, like he was like he's a fucking decent player, Trossard. He's like, very good. Like, he's very he's good big... for them, but like if he he won't go to any other team because if he makes a step up, mm. he will be deficient. He's very diminutive too. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's he, brilliant for yeah. he's brilliant for Brighton. He suits their needs. That's his level. Yeah, that is his level. Yeah, yeah he's, mm-hmm. he's pretty much playing to his apex. Yeah, and then Duffy shockingly scoring not with his head this time. He actually tapped it in. <laughs> so proven to the myth we dispel the myth Shane Duffy actually has feet would you believe <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't and know that for and me. he can use them for anything other than avoiding falling over it's amazing ama- you'd love to see it lads I'd love to see it Mick McCarthy's lads are totally going to the Euros based off this based off this knowledge we are in our fucking as we as we bear down the barrel of another into low that we we're definitely going to lose we are fucking I'm- yeah. As an I'm excited for the intro, which shows you how bad yeah, Arsenal season is. I am actually delighted to have a couple of weeks off not watching Arsenal. <laughs> like watching uh, paint dry, which is what it'll be like watching Ireland yeah. versus Denmark. Um, it's going to be a nice little palate cleanser, isn't it? It's yeah. like a, it's like re- relaxation music after like you know, uh, weird whatever Although, whatever Arsenal, type of music Arsenal Ireland is. Ireland women are playing on Tuesday. Tu- uh, as this podcast comes out on Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday at one o'clock, and I am going to watch that match. That'd be great, despite That'd be great. being in work. I will probably win too, hopefully. Yes. Um, so here's a a few um, nervy results from this uh, match day. The first one was Man City two, Southampton one. This is coming off the back of Southampton losing nine nil at home. Well done, um, Southampton, for not getting absolutely trashed. Yeah. but I think that was Man City kind of going out, kind of going, look, we have this bet, let's go out on. Mm. You know, in first gear and see what we can get out of this game. Yeah, a lot of it, like the the even the Southampton goal was from an Ederson fumble. Like he, he, yeah, he, he, it was a collection of the ball mixed up. And yeah, more exactly. on the I don't side. really think this was nervy. I think this was Man City putting the absolute bare minimum amount of effort required. Yeah, to beat Southampton. Because like it, it's weird and because we were the same. Like we like we'll get to the Villa game in a minute because it was a very similar situation where they both went behind yeah. for quite a long period in the game, and it's just the fact like oh we don't rush it, we're better than them. Blah blah blah. But it's also because I think psychologically both teams are waiting on the game we just had yeah. uh, at Anfield. So that's basically been our week. It's basically going like, oh yeah, no, Southampton, Atlanta, yeah, that's fine. Liverpool's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this weird kind of like big fucking gaping maw at the end of the horizon. And just they like, maybe they nearly fucked it up, both of them, but... I don't know. But yeah. you, I mean, it would have been 2-0 only for the goalkeeper almost literally throwing the ball into his own net. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> and, and to be fair, like Southampton, I think they Southampton realized themselves. Like, we're in the lead, lads. Into the fucking penalty box. Don't move. Do not move at all. Everybody on the line. It's shields up, lads. No one gets sent off. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. And it, to be fair, the one change they actually made was um, getting rid of the goalkeeper because Gunn was the the keeper they've had in the last few games, and mm-hmm. he's not 
great. Like he's he a, never has been. I don't see. I don't see what people see in him. To be fair, like at least in Southampton, I think McCarthy is by far the superior keeper. I even put Forster above him. To be honest. Yeah. No. I well. Yeah. Forster kind of because he can still kind of hit the heights that he well, heights. Yeah. Six or seven. <laughs> yeah, I hope he stocked up on the fucking. Yeah. Quotation <laughs> marks. Yeah. 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 Break out the freezer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Forster still has a kind of a height. Yeah. The heights that he could hit. Earlier on, but Gunn, yeah, Gunn, Gunn was just considered to be dependable. You know, yes, yeah. he was just kind of the keeper that wouldn't fuck up and, you know, pick for the. And yet here he is conceding nine goals at he, home. Yeah, here he is. No, in all fairness, I can't blame him on most of them. No, it is it is a poor defense. It was a yeah. poor defense that was one man down, and then just the team just stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly. Um, but yeah, so at least it's improvement. Even Bear Trip in their fantasy football team, he he wound up with minus eight. Oh my oh. god! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Because he, he he got he got the he got the deductions for all of the goals conceded, even though he was yeah. sent off. In the yeah, because that does count. Yeah, it counts if you're sent off. Yeah, if not got, subbed. If he got subbed, subbed it would yeah. count it. You see, that's you should have thought of that. Yeah, yeah, didn't have any, they didn't play. There's all in hindsight, obviously. Oh, should have got subbed off, not sent off. I think that, that was the best required to get transferred out. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, so we're on to the other um, scary uh, fixture from the for the match day, which was Aston Villa one, Liverpool two. And to say we got away with one is a fucking understatement. Yeah, you played absolutely fucking shite. We were terrible. Um, it's funny because this week, again, we've been very much having the Man City game on our minds. And the curious thing is that we've been playing better in the midweek fixtures than we have been in the Premier League because we've changed up the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been running with the same team basically in the Premier League for the last, since the start of the season, which is our... And it's like, it's it hasn't it doesn't change that much, but the, the main, the, I suppose the most malleable part of the team is the midfield, mm-hmm. where we have a choice of like, okay, well, we'll always run with Henderson, Wijnaldum and Fabinho. That's our locked-in top three. Yeah. But, like, Ox, Keita, Lalana, they give something very, very different, and they're deployed in specific um, measures, you know. Shaqiri not in there as well? Shaqiri's still injured. Oh, be, he should be back after the interval, but um, him and Matip should be back, but... Uh, but even still, like Shakiri would, I don't think he's like a. I wouldn't consider him part of the midfield. He'd be the backup to Salah. Yeah. In the same way that Origi is technically the backup to Mane on the left, you know. But um, it's funny because uh, like we this is just after the uh Arsenal game we had in the in the in the EFL Cup the five all. Oh God. And that was a that was a classic game. Like he's, he's you'll want to watch the highlights from this just because the game was just so ludicrously open. It was pure training ground. Shit. Pure training ground. Shit. And both teams fucking loved it too. Like they it both. Was- I was really it. fun. It, it was actually fun. I have to admit, I was reading out because contracts manager of my job now is a Liverpool fan, and I was reading out because he he was kind of going, oh well, some of the goals there, you know, I think Klopp might want to take a look at that. I was like, I guarantee he doesn't care. And then I was reading out Klopp's post match yeah comments, and they were hilarious. He's like, yeah, he go. He actually said, I can't actually remember ever enjoying a match more in my entire life. <laughs> he goes, it was so much fun. It was just fun, and yeah. he is. Genuine comment from him. Maybe I should care more. Maybe I should, Maybe I could be more concerned about the goals we conceded. But to be honest with you, I couldn't care less. Yeah, because he was actually he was he was actually purring over the Willock goal. He was just because he was saying like Willock. Wow. Oof. Yeah. He was just here. Yeah, chubby. He was getting. Like, he was just laughing. At yeah. That. Oh yeah, he got a pure semi. You could see him. He had to sit down for a bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he was getting the clipboard covering himself. Like. But the ox goal <laughs> was something fucking else. Like yeah. I love the ox goal. There's nothing more I love when ox is just in that mood and just goes. Fuck everything about this point, match. I think that's the point about the cup. It's just yeah. like, yeah. not a fucking no goal for yeah. us. You know? Because every other game for us is so stressful and the pressure's on for yeah. us to keep winning. 
the legal scene is a bit of, I guess, a bit of a holiday in a way. Training like, ground. Man. Maybe, like, yeah. So that's sort of like a bit of a training ground plus one. Yeah, because so it because it means that the players can, are allowed to express themselves. And the gas thing about that game is that. Like the young players were the funniest part because mm. yeah we had two three teenagers in the back five we had a a twenty one year old in goal which is hopefully going to be in the Irish team sometime soon you had a right back called Neko Williams which is just a hilarious name Neko not Neko no no Neko okay yeah he's Welsh apparently so okay. there you go one for the future and he was basically just doing his best impression of Trent Allen as under Arnold he could and he was actually pretty good by at being it. nowhere near the Liverpool half no ever. No, but he got two assists out of it, so yeah. you can't say no about that. And then Harvey Elliott was fucking cracking too. Yeah. Like, he's 16 year old, and I still don't know how he's not fucking. How he's not been, like, poached out for us to done some long farm already. Because we just got there fast. It must be the haircut. His haircut. It must be the haircut. His haircut is atrocious. Yeah. And then and the other best part about it was Brewster being so good and yet still can't score a goal. Yeah. It's kind of sad, but he, he will eventually. Um, but yeah, so, like, even. I think even that game contrasted to the Villa game. Was like the that was the if you like the B team having so much fun mm-hmm. against Arsenal and to be fair like you didn't play your B team that much really you you had a good uh, yeah, had a, our squad is a B team <laughs> no as in like it it wasn't much different from the Premier League kind of team you just had a few you had Martinez and goal you had one or two changes up front. Manager, so we good did. evening yeah yeah, yeah. it's actually it was actually Oles' first game back as well and he was great you know he was unreal yeah and then he came off and we continued his his assist yeah. his assist for Niles uh, yeah for Niles. It was just like pure loss cause. Whatever ball. about Willock's goal, which mm. was unreal, or the finish from Ox, which oh. was unreal. Yeah. I my favorite mi- like yeah. point of the match was Ozil's assist because that was pure genius. It's pure Ozil. Pure skill. Yeah. Pure genius. He's running onto a lot pure loss cause ball. Even the goalkeeper's not really going. It was like, yeah. yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Gets up under his left foot, scoops up behind him, keeps it in. And manages to wait perfectly for Maitland Niles' run <laughs> without actually looking at what. Uh, yeah. But yeah. A, no, a normal person would not be able to see him. He's got like a 260 degree vision. <laughs> bulging eyeballs. Yes. With bulging eyeballs. And he just managed to wait in. The reason why I like that more than Willock and Ox's goals is because Willock and Ox's goals, all right, then you can. That was were, individual they, class. They were, no, yeah. they, they were aiming for the goal. But it's very obvious they were just like, oh, fuck it. If I, if I miss, I don't give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially you know, Ox. Especially yeah. I mean like, Ox yeah. and Willock. Like, the both those goals, if they'd have gone wide, would you really have been upset? No. You'd have been like, ah go on lads, yeah. thirty yards out, have a go. <laughs> that was pure weighted genius and he meant every single yeah. bit of it. Yeah. And he actually showed you what you're yes. missing too, like oh, yeah. he was. Oh really. he was purely out there to be like, Look what you're missing. Yeah. It's like, you know, girlfriend after she's been broken up with. Like yeah, up she... all her Instagrams of like hair and makeup done she's not going out anywhere but she's just yeah. doing it up to the living her best life and all yeah. that oh absolutely she's like you know. this yeah. is what he, you're missing oh Ozil's going through his live laugh love phase yeah. no he, yeah. he's, he's on his on fleek stage oh on fleek stage pure okay, on yeah. fleek I'm not, I, w- I didn't realise what part of the timeline we're at here so. that's, yeah. that's where his IG game oh, okay fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> a 7 on the earth scale yes so um <laughs> Because <laughs> it is a scale now. It's, it's yeah, a metric. It's international. Yeah, it's an SI unit now. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, back to the Villa game. Like compared to that, to this like horrendously stressful See, Villa game. Villa had done that to us though previously, where they, they do that. They rattle. The they rattle teams a bit a good bit. Now, granted, in this game in particular, VAR was a pain in the fucking hole. The Trezeguet goal, fair enough. He was onside. There's no issues with that. The Firmino goal, right? I have serious looking and like gr- grievances about that because. How can you be offside from an armpit? Yeah. How can you be offside from an armpit? Hmm. 
Yeah. Simple question. Like it, it, it summarizes VAR in a nutshell. It's like there's no, there's no nuance. There's no discretion. There's no like, there's no thinking reasonably about this. Like it, the official rule is that it has to be a body part that you can score yeah. a goal with. Like it's only it's like, only a matter of time if, until someone is offside over their fucking direction. But, but hold on, like, if someone actually scored a goal with their armpit, I'm fairly sure that goal would be disallowed for handball. Yeah. Yeah, you can't score with an armpit. You can't score with an armpit, though. That's the thing. It's it's so, nothing. So that route, like the virus shouldn't have stood. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like um, it's that. I actually really, really want someone to go out and try and score a goal with their armpit now, and just be like, well, you dislocate a goal. To be fair, if there's one player who I could guess could score with his armpit, it would be Firmino. I think he could actually score with his eyelids. Is that good? I I was gonna say Balotelli. <laughs> Balotelli would definitely do it for the lol. Yeah, yeah, he would do it for crack. Break out a firecracker. And- throw it at the ball from his armpit yeah yeah. he fired underneath it like lesser mm-hmm. spotted uh, armpit shot but um, yeah we, we obviously got away with this I think we were felt fairly hard done by about the, the VAR call and then it only really took us until like the, the last five minutes to actually you get, get our shit together get over yourself yeah basically but that's no you're right that's exactly what it was it's like oh what was us VAR is betraying us yeah. and I said hey let's just try crossing the ball and see what happens <laughs> oh where was oh, me oh <laughs> This is just summarizing Liverpool Twitter, by the way. This is exactly what it's like. You know what I mean? Like, it's except, except for more memes of uh, of Colo Torre and Ragnar Klavan. Right, That's all it is. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah, Just a picture of Klavan and you got the fucking gist of Liverpool Twitter, really. But, um, but yeah, Robinson goal was great. Just crossed in, was like got his head on it, just lunged at the ball. Um, and then the, the, the one lo- lovely thing about this goal was, this is like in the 80th minute, right? Or whatever it was, it was only 89th minute. And like everyone's charging back, no one's actually like trying to grab the ball. And say, oh here we go home. Except for Milner going, lads, ball, hello. And even like the Aston Villa key players are just going like, oh fuck, here we go. Because <laughs> this is like the third time this has happened to them to yeah. concede late goals. Like it's just yeah. in their game. Um, and then Manny scored out from the from a, a very similar goal we saw tonight. Yeah. Which is uh, I think it was Robertson whipping it in away from goal. Manny just heads it in from the far post. And it's just it was a great goal. It was it was an objectively Manny good goal. He is just such a good player. He's such he is a great goal. Player, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, no, I'm wrong. That was the uh, Robertson goal I was thinking of. He scored it from a corner. Uh, a corner came in and he headed it. He was coming away from goal and headed it. The ball went the opposite direction. Just great goal. No one noticed it. And fuck, have we got away with this one? Mm-hmm. Especially considering now the result we've had this like just now. That's a seriously important game for us to win. Yeah. You know, because it's so easy. We'll get onto this. Later. We'll get onto yeah. that one later. Yeah. Um, moving on then to the last of the three PMers, which was Newcastle three. West Ham 2. At one point... West Ham are fucking shite. I will top that and say Roberto is shite. West Ham have not been the same since Fabianski's got injured. Yeah. Simple as. I 100% agree. I think Fabianski is their their main catalyst for good results because he is such a good keeper. Mm. Um, I think we said it before and I think we've heard it in other places as well that he's the best keeper outside of the top four teams or the top six teams. It'd be between him and Foster, I think. Like they, they I, I think he has a bit more of a like he can pass the ball out from the back if mm. need be. He's a great shot stopper. I, I I just really like I know he's an ex Arsenal player. So no, no, but, you're right. have, but he was like, he was never that good at Arsenal to be fair. He only really Flappy. kicked on. Yeah. Flappy Hansky was yeah. his nickname. Um because he did come out for corners and missed them quite a yeah. lot. But he doesn't seem to do that as much. But I think mm. that could be the fact that he doesn't have, like... He doesn't have the height for it. So, let the centre-backs Or he's probably that. got a coach that tells him, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, I think when he was at Swansea, that, that part of the <laughs> game was already no, And our, coach, our goalkeeper yeah. coach was like, just watch this you know, montage of David Seaman and do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that, me. Um, but yeah, the one thing about this game was like, um, like Newcastle are such a weird team, obviously, because uh, like it's managed by Steve Bruce and they've got a front three of St. Maximin, Joe Linton and Almiron as not a single fucking goal in them. But St. Maximin is such a funny player to watch. St. Maximin is like uh, Pepe. Yeah. All, all running, all legs, no finish. It's weird, because like, he reminded me... Reminded me so I only well, noticed the it. ball's moving, Yeah, Pepe can't finish. Give him, oh, a de- yeah, yeah. give him a dead ball, and he'll put that through the fucking eye of a pigeon. Yeah. At yeah. 40 yards. Yeah, <laughs> racing pigeon as well. Cause they've racing it, yeah. pigeon, yeah. Well, it's fucking going. Yeah. <laughs> like, like seriously, I, like he's just one of the. If he's, I don't understand why he's not our like specialist dead ball, mm. dead ball specialist. Well, first, he has, he has, first he has to play. play. Yeah, he has yeah. to be on the pitch. He has to be on the, the pitch first. On the pitch, and he has to be trusted with a job which Emery doesn't trust him with. Despite yeah. all of the evidence to the contrary. Indeed, so, well, we're, we're going on. We're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going we're going going keep going. But the thing, the one I only noticed him when I was watching the highlights about saying Maximin. He reminds me exactly like he he plays exactly like Jabril Cisse used to play back in the day for us. All pace, no finishing, but we still love CC because he. You can see what he was trying to do. Kind of there's like Tia Walcott with us. There's a fair amount of players like that. What's your man Traore for? Or Dan Traore. Dan yes. Traore. Yeah. He's. I've. He, he is, is the fastest so, player I've ever seen. He is so fucking quick. There was one actually. Sorry, I know I'm tracking back to the Wolves game. Yeah. There was one bit where it's him and Tierney. Now, he had Tierney on toast for the first. A couple of times in the first 15 minutes. Mm. And then Tierney's, Tierney's kind of match intelligence switched on. And he pretty much had him shackled. Mm. But there was a bit of thinking around about the 12th to 13th minute. Whereby he's knocked the ball to go past Tierney. Mm. But he's hit it far too hard. Yeah. And there's only about five yards to the line. Mm. Uh, and so Tierney kind of just trots back a wee bit. Going, you're not catching that mate. And Troy not only gets to the ball. Yeah. But manages to whip in the shittest cross ever. Mm. <laughs> now, it was great if he was crossing it to the ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but almost the, like... This burst of speed. Yeah. The burst That's of the scary part about the burst of acceleration yeah. that he had there was literally breathtaking. I was like, what? It almost, because I was watching on a stream. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Sometimes when streams like stop and buffer, yeah. then they fast forward to the point... To get you back to the point where the match is actually occurring. So you see it there, bam, there. I come. actually genuinely thought that it yeah. had paused and somebody was fast forwarding it <laughs> and then went and saw the highlights and was like, no, no, that's actually him at normal speed. Yeah. I don't understand how. It's gas, like, it's like, the scary thing about the Wolves team, much at that point, is that they use him as a wing back. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, and that's how they won against Wolves, uh, like, against he, City, actually. He's no yeah. end product as well, he's just all pace. Yeah. yeah. And also, I read, like, an interview with him that he doesn't do weights, which I fucking do not believe. For a shocking I think he's just genetically fucking he's or, you know, he's on the steroids that don't get detected in your yeah, he is the funny the, the funny story about him by the way is that um, he's a Spanish international right really yeah he was he was born and raised in Spain but obviously his heritage is uh, he's actually from Mali his yeah. family so he's been a, he's been a Spanish international for a while he's never been called up by the, by the senior squad but he's been under 21 yeah so last week he said I'm declaring for Mali I'm going to be in the Mali squad and then the Mali squad got announced and he was in it along with two other Adama Traores who play in the French League <laughs> right and then what happens then is he gets called up to the Spanish squad and he goes okay I'll play for Spain fuck yeah, it alright come on man. so he's just, he was just 
dictating. That's all I want. Yeah. But, okay, so but uh, that's it. Yeah. But the, yeah, there's lots of players now in the league now that are just all out bursts of pace. And the gas thing is like Maximin does create chances, but the gas thing is like Maximin doesn't even get pre assists. What he gets is he'll make a run, have a chance, right? Or he'll might make a save that's so shit it'll result into a corner and then Kieran Clark scores. Yeah. It's baffling. And the, and that was the only reason really Newcastle won. Like all these the three goals came from set pieces because West Ham, as we mentioned before, are horrendous at set pieces. They're completely illiterate when it comes to that. Well, the shit, no the shit, the shit normally as well, like, yeah. as in the, their more recent result. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And um, especially in this game, if you want to check it out, there's a there's a fantastic it, the John pro- Joe Shelby moment it's where he just hits him 30 not, yards. Yeah, it's a proper how not to defend set pieces. Yeah, like, against a team. Arsenal, like, I thought Arsenal were garbage, but we've actually managed to defend corners quite well mm. and some set pieces very well this uh, the last season or two. I've been quite happy about it. Now, I've not been happy about anything else no. that's been going on, but I actually think we don't concede from corners or set pieces nearly as much as we used to. Is that, is, that, is that a silver lining I see going past? No, that's not. <laughs> we <laughs> still concede. Like, we'll yeah. Concede, yeah, we're like, just conceding from somewhere we're conceding, else. We're conceding from everywhere else. Yeah. Just not this one bit. Not this one bit, yeah. <laughs> we went into the evening kickoff, which was a 2 1 win for Chelsea against Watford. Um, no, I'm not liking Chelsea. I, I do like. I like the way they are. No. I know you. I know. No, as, as an objective. Objectively, like, yeah. there, I like the team. I do dig the team. No, I don't like the team. I think they're all pricks. Um, <laughs> but they are playing decent football. Yeah, they are. And like, well, I look at Arsenal. I'm like, why can't you do that? I think I remember, why isn't mine like that? Like, <laughs> grill. I remember seeing. <laughs> That's because they're playing the better players. I, the, <laughs> but a youngster. Why can't mine do that? Oh wait, he's on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> the gas thing is right. I remember saying this at the in the previous podcast months ago that I couldn't understand what Lampard was doing with his midfield, and it's like okay, what's the what was the balance here? Because I remember that was the the main flaw with his team. Was he was trying like, to get uh, Pusilic and Jorginho to fucking kind of work yeah. together. Yeah, and I finally figured out what he was actually trying to do. So the way it works, and I noticed this in particular in the Palace game uh, this weekend, he has Jorginho and Krovacic as deep playing playmakers. Mm-hmm. Kante in between them, right? Basically just like going, okay, if you need to do short passes, that's fine. And you have Mount and Pulisic then allowed to dribble. Mm-hmm. And then Abraham tidies up and cleans up. Sounds great. The best thing about the about this is that Jorginho is allowed to finally pass Jorginho-style passes that we've been told. Which is just so nothing, nothing but instant one-touch short passes. No, it's not that though. The assist for the Abraham goal was a 30-yard over-the-top ball. It's out-swinging and, Abraham, and went to Abraham's yeah, foot straight Jorginho, away. Jorginho's kind of style is one-touch. Oh yeah, just, ball, the, ball, one touch, ball, just keep like it going. In, yeah. He's like a pinball machine. Yeah. In that, because it makes him impossible to tackle or mm-hmm. mark. Yeah. Because you can't yeah. mark somebody that doesn't, doesn't have, have the ball, ball ever. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that was the and that was the kind of the difference was that he was able to do that now because now Lampard has the balance. Because once he does that, he has a choice of four people to, to pass it to. He'll yeah. have Abraham, Mount, William, yeah, Pulisic. Basically, it was all about... The reason why it didn't work initially when Jorginho came in with Sarri yeah. is because he never had an out ball. Or he always had to go backwards. Yes. Whereas now Lampard's gone, right, well, you've got four out balls mm. and they're all ahead of you where you can move the play and dictate it forwards. Mm-hmm. And if need like, be, Everyone you can just was slagging Jorginho over that last season or like yeah. with Zari, like that. Yeah. All of his passes, they were phenomenal one little touch and flicks and tricks. Yeah, he was yeah, up like 600 but, passes a game. But, but they, they were like, to he, nothing. They yeah. were back to Louise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to... Like he, was, he was basically doing the same job that Henderson does for us, which is to keep the ball going. And everyone criticises Henderson for doing sideways passes. And we're going like, 
But we turned to Eugenio and going, he's done exactly the same, and you spent sixty million on them. You know what I mean? Like, you, mm. but at least now in this game, I can see the logic of having him in the team now. Like, I always thought he was even in the Lampard team as a square peg. Now he's not. I can see why he's in the team now, and it makes complete sense. Yeah, he just he like always completely just bypassed the Watford defensive midfield in one pass. I was like, fucking hell, that is an assist. Yeah, that is one hundred percent an assist. You know, um, they did get back into it over um, <laughs> a very very Delafeu fell. Um, it was VAR, VAR approved, obviously, because we'll get to VAR Wars tomorrow. Um, and Delafeu, like he got, he did, he did get pulled back, right? But he was still trying to play the ball, and then once the ball went out of play, <laughs> it just yeah. swan dived into the. And of course, VAR went like, yeah, no, that's an infringement. Well, we'll despite we'll, the acting, we'll, we'll kind of get to something like that. In that Delafeu at least did the sort of clever thing in that, which is you play the ball until you can't actually do it. Yeah, because of the foul. And we'll get to like the Arsenal game against Leicester, mm. whereby Soyuncu, yeah. where Soyuncu didn't do that, you know. So yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll touch on it. Whereby Guedouzi does pull one arm of him, but he flops to the ground. But the thing is, is that the ball was right in front of him, yeah. and he doesn't even go for the ball. He just. Yeah. Flops to the ground. I managed to roll over twice, mm. despite the fact that it was just an arm pull. And it was the opposite direction too. And yeah, and when he hit the ground, he rolled over the arm that yeah. was pulled backwards. I think I've seen botches like that. Um, yeah. Times, yeah, like uh, just to try in the women's game, uh, there was a tackle on Mead in the Germany England. <laughs> See, this is horrible. It, it is, is an horrible. Absolute straight up red card. Yeah. straight red. Like it was like, going for the knee, not yeah. even the fucking ankle. The ball is nowhere near, and she goes for the knee and. Like Mead falls down, and about thirty seconds later, like was kind of wouldn't roll around because if you roll around in women's football, you're told like, would you cop on? You're not a man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't be such a man. Like there, there was a I was listening to commentary of uh, on the FA player. I can't remember what match it was. I think it might have been the Chelsea West Ham match, and um. I wasn't paying attention to the match, but all I heard in the commentary was like, ah, would you get out of that? No need for those rolling over. And it was that kind of a thing where someone's been tripped and mm. kind of dramatically mm. emphasised yeah. the trip. The namer. But her own fans, because it was picked up by the camera, yeah. was like, get out of that, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, I just think that with VAR... Players are now looking at this as an opportunity to highlight the fouls that they're getting. Yeah, and it does, and, are, and it is working for them. It is, is the it is working, uh, but I just think it's just kind of ruining a lot. But anyway, yeah. so we'll move on. We'll come back to this. Yes, we will actually. Funny, you should talk about Leicester there, Neil, because the next game we're talking about is their two 0 win against Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. The uh, early Sunday kickoff. Pretty shit Sunday to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it was fairly routine. Home drum, yeah. yeah. It was a solid again. Like Palace are not a home team. Palace, Palace showed up and then went, look, we're here, lads. Just come on. Yeah, finish, get it over with. Yeah. Finish it so we can go home and yeah. have a fucking proper breakfast. Like if anything, like Leicester and pa- and Chelsea have already gotten into the groove of just winning games solidly. Yeah. And that's the scary part is that already at this point of the season. Going into Christmas now as well, and like Leicester and Chelsea. They're such all, a settled team, Jonathan. They are Leicester. Leicester are a very yeah, the team. most settled team, despite the fact that this is their first season with this manager and they sold their fucking star centre back over the summer. Yeah, but yeah, they're a settled team. They're a settled, settled team. team. We'll come back onto this. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, indeed. Um, well, the very parties are kicking off again, by the way, because as you mentioned, he's the league's top scorer. With eleven, this yeah, eleven, yeah, crazy. Yeah. 
It's amazing how I like, can get a. He song is out crediting of him. it not playing for England for being part of it, his good form. It does work. Like uh, I, I could have seen that when when Miller retired and he was playing for us, the performance was so much different. Yeah. It's such a distraction. Um, he should play for Ireland instead. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so the afternoon kickoff then was the uh, match that happens between Everton and Spurs. One all. Um, oh, to be oh fair, this God. game was really, really bad. Um, it's probably <laughs> the worst game I've watched all season. I yeah, I was for various um, reasons. I was doing an assignment, and I actually found that I was focusing so much more on my assignment to block out mm. the football. Yeah, and which now, is usually the other way around, where I'm trying to watch football to distract myself from an assignment. But uh, this was a terrible game like a, this yeah. funeral dirge of a match it was and like and like I said we, we, I know there might be some inherent like Spurs bias here but this was an objectively bad game and uh, the first half had nothing in it there's absolutely nothing in it the um, the, the second half um, actually the, ironically enough VAR made it interesting because VAR was being deployed so badly and yeah. nothing happened out of it like I, I can go back to VAR Wars to zero for each team they got absolutely nothing out of it because there was a the goal I think Ali scored was checked for handball. That took four minutes and nothing. Then um, there was another check there for Everton, which is a suspect penalty by Ali again. I think it was a there was another handball. Still four minutes checked, nothing happens. And even the commentators are going, like that's that's a handball based off the rules. Attacker, defence, girl. We have to keep explaining to you. Yeah. No penalty. And you can hear Neville going <laughs> Just the rules, the rules, the rules. Like, the thing is, with that far decision of the mm. handball, by the letter of the law, which they've been going on for the last two, two or three months... Which has been rewritten specifically to make it less ambiguous. If you were the attacker, the ball is not allowed to graze your hand in any or yeah. arm, in any which way, shape or form. If it does, no. Yes. It's a free out. And the, and defender... The, and get the, a benefit of the doubt. And in that sense, Ali was the defender in that situation, which is why he got the benefit of the doubt. But again, it's because like on the opposite side, the similar act happened on the, in mm-hmm. previous games for other matches. Like it, there's just no consistency, no. you know. But and then, then the least consistent of it all, yeah. Son does a clinical uh, foul yeah. on Gomez. Uh, Andre Gomez, yeah, it was a horrible, uh, horrible tackle. Like the tackle itself was kind of innocuous in the terms of he was just trying to trip him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he shoved him a wee bit in the back as well. It's like it's shoving and it's shoving a trip, but yeah. the way Gomez fell was under his ankle. Yeah, you see. So so like whereas the intent was just to knock him over. Yeah, it wasn't an intent to do what eventually transpired, which was snap his ankle off. Yeah, um, literally almost off. Off. Yeah. So he was pointing in the wrong direction. I I was watching that and I was just like. I, I absolutely cringe. I think I messaged you just saying, Christ, 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 yeah. Christ. <laughs> it's, a, it's a similar injury to what happened to me, but not actually, Gomez is far worse than what I had. Mm. Um, but Serge Aurier got sick on the pitch and mm. then had to be subbed off. He subbed off, off yeah. yeah. And then Son was sent off, which the VAR then, so he was originally given the yellow card, which I think was fair because it was a cynical... Well, that was the right call, yeah. But Atkinson um, then, like, this is a, like Mark and Atkinson this, is a fucking but strong... But this is where it went pods. to VAR and VAR said, oh yeah, that's a red card. No, uh, I checked it. It's... Atkinson made that call. Var didn't have any intervention at all. Okay. I did double check that because I wasn't sure if that was going to be a, a point to Spurs or not. Um, and I looked at it and said, no, Atkinson made that call. So he gave, he gave a yellow card initially, rescinded it, it, and then gave a red card. Right, which is okay. why then Sun's red card was rescinded this week because mm. that that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Atkinson basically just went, oh, that's horrible, red card, get out. Yeah. You know, but like I said, you, you don't go yellow red, you have to go a different route, which yeah. is why... 
is why Sanzo was rescinded. Basically, you got the red card for no reason. Is it because Atkinson went soft? You got you got the red card because Gomez couldn't continue. Yeah, that was basically it. Yeah, that's basically it. So in the um, we got twelve minutes of injury time as a result from the VAR calls and Gomez's horrible injury. Get well soon, obviously. Uh, Cheng Tolson came up with the equaliser and it was actually quite well taken, yeah. I believe. Um, but yeah, like this game, like if the game could have ended in a minus one all, I think it would have been a better result and a fairer result for both teams. Because yeah, pretty much. No, yeah. in all fairness, I actually think we've given the game far too much credit for yeah. for it as long as we have done. And yeah. the thing is, like it wasn't even about the football; it was about VAR and a fucking broken ankle. Yeah, that explains the match altogether. You know, and obviously the subsequent fallout of everybody trying to go. I think somebody was saying that, like, you know, Son hasn't been given an apology by Gomez. I was like, hey, are you fucking for real? Who said that? Yeah, they've been floating around a good few times. And also, they, uh, it's like, oh, they let Son lead the team out the next match uh, rather than Kane. Oh, they stop. let Son oh, run stop. the team out. Stop, 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 well, stop. What is the absolute fuck? Like, I, I, I do feel for Son because, like, you know, we've always heard the excuse, oh, he's not the type of player, but Son genuinely looks like he, like, keeps pigeons or something like that. He, <laughs> like, he seems like someone who, like, plant trees for in his hobby. Pigeon keeper Son. Yes. <laughs> Go on, my son. Right, so we'll yeah, move we'll on keep then. that. Yes, we're moving on to match day twelve then, and starting off with the Friday night football, which you told me about, and I still didn't manage to change my team in time. <laughs> FNF baby. Yes, the FNF of team that was twentieth against a team that was nineteenth. Um, it ended up being Watford's first win this season. They are officially. I didn't have this in the stat attack, so I can tell you, they are finally. They were the last team to win a match in the entire English football league. Wow. Yeah. That is. Impressive the 71st bad. team to win a, a game <laughs> this season. That's You'd love to see it, lads. But, you love to see it. But to be fair, though, Watford, good value for this. I think the ones I put up as being the good ones. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> did I put Wolves as being you, the good you, you put, No, sorry. You, Wolves is the good one, objectively. But you did have Watford as the good one in your league <sighs> table. But, like, can you not give me that point? <laughs> you wanted to do VAR no, on your own. No, because we asked you, like, twice at the yeah, time. Yeah, we double checked it. Which one did you choose? And you were like, I'm actually honestly not sure despite the fact that I wrote it down 10 seconds ago. Yeah, I, I still... I could, <laughs> I could listen back to that podcast and get everything wrong again. Yeah, you probably will, yeah. Because this, this is what happens is you... Yeah, I don't know why we're doing a podcast with a fucking goldfish, but here we are. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's a very specific goldfish memory. Indeed. Um, again, there's another death knell in the uh, Norwich coffin. It's just they can't defend. Tim Krul is doing his absolute best. Can't defend. Pookie's not scoring. They've got they, nothing they're, they're, they're yeah. stranded. And I, and the last thing is like like I can see Norwich doing like a Burnley, like they did the first time they were up in the league. They can go relegated and come back up and like with, with lessons learned, all the young players are a year or two older, a bit more resilient, you know. But the problem is like you they they put all their eggs in the Pookie basket, you know. Which again, if he was on the with the form he was on last season, I can understand why. But they, when they have Pilkington like mm. absolutely pinging in goals like Grant Holt as well yeah, it? yeah like it was just they were so fun to watch and mm. it's just sad that that's not a thing anymore it is and it's a shame because they, like, their team are genuinely exciting like I love their midfield I love the players they have there but it's just when it's not working out it's not working out and it's just the, the, the league's moving too fast for them now so Watford are objectively a better team like even Southampton, you'd say are probably better squad wise. You know they just they just can't that, defend And that's either. a terrifying thought. It is a terrifying thought, isn't it? And then like who's and like sixteenth is West Ham. So like Norwich objectively would be the worst team in the league based off oh, yeah. what this current squad is. 
they might get better when their defenders come back, but I don't see that happening. You know, I, I just think they're stranded completely. Yeah, if they if they do start if they do manage to stay up, which I don't think they will. No, they don't. Um, it's it won't be because of their strength. It'll be because of everybody else. Yeah, fucking absolutely screwing the pitch. Yeah. I, I even think I think mathematically like they're seven points off or something like that. Yeah. Something pretty drastic, you know. So it's not looking good. Watford, on the other hand, um, obviously with their first win, puts them like a couple of points behind West Ham. Mm-hmm. So now they have a... And to be fair, they weren't too bad against Chelsea either. Their performances are a lot better. They've been getting draws and draws and clean sheets. And now Especially against Arsenal. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like they do seem to have at least some spirit. And the, 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 the talent is there. The squad is there. Uh, apart from Kebiselli, who got sent off for um, two dumb fouls. I think we, I think it's as they're describing the trade. And they'll have top uh, top rope Troy back as well. Mm-hmm. He was on the bench today, so top rope Troy indeed. Always uh, yes. So Groundhog Day then for our Saturday fixture, starting off with a two 0 win for uh, Chelsea against Crystal Palace. Um, the exact same goal scorers as last week, Abraham and Pulisic. Exact same type of game, t- perfectly controlled. Same type of tactics, except Kovacic did the assists instead of Jorginho. Fucking exactly Actually, the same game. No fairness, Chelsea would have been wearing the same color jerseys as well. Yeah, they would have been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was proper so Groundhog Day. Probably Pal- the Palace players probably walked in there and go, Jesus Christ, Jamie Vardy's fucking gone. <laughs> so what's, what's, he what's doing? What's happened to Vardy? Why is he doing did, the black? Oh, oh that's bad. That's problematic. Oh, he's going to get banned. Oh, Fair. he's getting cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tammy Abraham. <laughs> when, did dot, Madison, dot, dot. when did Madison start doing an American accent? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he call himself Captain America? That's weird. What is he doing that for? To be fair, though, Pulisic was actually really good in this game. He was yeah. fucking good. I like can see now once you see him playing when he's on the ball. Holy shit, he is. He's a tight enough player, like you know, because he is just given the freedom of the of the. But Chelsea it is midfield. also the Palace midfield, so let's not. Oh, no, I agree with you there. It was coupled with the Watford game as well. Like yeah. he's he's very good at those kind of dribbles around the boxes. He yeah. doesn't go. He's very direct, but it's he cannot create open space for someone else as well. Mm-hmm. But no, he is good. He is a good. Player. And also, I will admit that for the last two games in Palace. Zaha has been definitely showing himself as that £60 million player that yeah. he always said he was. I'm sure he's looking forward to that eventual transfer to China <laughs> that he's going to get. Um, another pretty poor game overall, um, shockingly, with Everton in it. Uh, Southampton won Everton 2. Um, when you consider that it's Everton and Southampton, yeah. and that the two teams have been playing absolutely I'm just surprised there actually was goals. Dirt football up until now. So you've mm. got basically two teams playing dirt football put them together, you're not going to get gold. You're yeah. going to get more dirt football. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically. Uh, Tom Davis scored early on. Southampton had nothing in the first half. Absolute nothing. Like Everton could have walked them if Everton were, knew how to play football. Um, and then the, the main change was they brought Buffal on in the second half and started playmaking a good bit. Like it's, Again, mm-hmm. like Southampton are a weird thing where they don't quite know what, what their best eleven is. So they keep chopping and changing and keep trying to like get the right mix. Buffal would be one of those frustrating players who is obviously very talented. He's like Tarapt back in the mm. day for QPR, where you can see how good he is, but just let him just come on, just keep slapping around and get him to play, like, and then he'll yeah, win the game. You can see how good he is, but the thing is, it's you frustrating. Play, you play him three games in a, you play him four games in a row. Three of them are going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's so it's the inconsistency kills you, especially, mm-hmm. and you can probably see it in training too. Is, yeah. the, is the problem, which is why he doesn't get the start, yeah. but. He did get the assist for Ingsy's goal, who, which is somehow the most Ingsy goal so far this season. Because yep. he was right on the line of the goal. He was on the goal line. Yeah. So he literally just had to go <laughs> and just flail at the ball and he scored. Yeah, he just had to get in the way. Yeah. That's <laughs> amazing so what it was. And Pickford, like somehow Pickford didn't notice that this no, massive Pick, Pick, man Pickford from Burnley... Pick, Pickford did a Pickford. Yeah, which is just like, flappy hands. 
but Richardson won the game in the end with a typically Richardson goal, which means that's one of his like that's his goal this month now. So he'll be gone until December. Yeah, no, that's yeah. it. That's him done. That's good. Yeah, grand. Uh, moving on then, Newcastle. Would you believe lads recorded a two wins on the bounce? Steve Brucey's Barney Army. They're doing it. They're they're. He fun. is fucking chowing down on his premium gravy now. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't mind. Oh, can I tell the wife about this one? Oh, oh, oh. pint of gravy. Oh, I can see her booking this. Oh yeah, <laughs> heat up the pot, love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the gas thing is, like, they came back from one 0 down. Harry Wilson. You know, putting in another great shift. He actually had a great game against United, I forgot to mention. But I uh, actually had a goal to reflect this. Um, DeAndre Evans' goal was great too because he literally just goes like, the ball goes in, I think it might have been St. Maximin crossing it in. And Evans literally just like yeets himself into the goal. And it's just so ha- trying to take a shot, but it ended up being a cross. <laughs> to be fair, it's very hard to tell what <laughs> Maximin could be doing. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening in Maximin's head and not all of them are, you know, like, run. You know, not all of them are related, related to football. No, Even did you see him playing football? He got knocked off the touchline and he did a Shawn Michaels kip up, which is hilarious. <laughs> he's one of my favorite players just for that. Like it's the second time he's done it. He's yeah. just showing off now at this he stage. Whip, whips it in yeah. and then fucking Yedlin actually tries to plank in midair. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a Suarez dive celebration. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's, he, there's a reason why he's my boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kieran Clark scoring for the second game in a row. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that, that's just an anomaly it's a, of space and time. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's no, it's good. It's it's good for him going into no, the. No, it's, it's the kind of thing that scientists should be writing papers on. Absolutely, it's proof that we live. We're living now in the dumbest timeline. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many, many As if the KSI Logan Paul boxing match wasn't evidence of that enough. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. The, sec- the second one. Yes, the second one, yes. The first one was even worse. The shittening. <laughs> the shittening, indeed. Uh, speaking of the shittening, um, time for more VAR Wars, this time at the <coughs> Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Okay, I was watching this. Yes. Uh, Tell me all about it, Rachel. Um, Sheffield United did not deserve to lose. And that is... I was at a table with this uh, woman who ended up actually admitting to me halfway too much like I'm actually a Spurs fan can you stop being so negative about this <laughs> I, I love how she just kind of pushed me <laughs> sorry could you stop talking negative about I was half I was half expecting you to respond with an elbow into her nose <laughs> I, you can let me get that part uh, but I kind of just was like but I'm not being negative I'm being commentating I'm observing <laughs> did you I'm, forget the word objective yeah, that's it. But no, but it was just kind of a case of like, they were absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> and Sheffield United scored a goal, and which was ruled offside. And she even turned around and she goes, ah, here. That, that was not fair. It was a, such a terrible, yeah, because I think Son scored initially and then the, the equaliser like two minutes later was McGoldrick. And the goal is brilliant. Again, it's very similar goal to the scoring all, all season, which was in from the fullback. McGoldrick with a brilliant header. There's no saving that goal. It's going in. That header is going straight down. There's nothing. You might as well just get out of the way and just let that happen. But here's the problem with VAR, right? There's nothing wrong with the goal. There's nothing wrong with the assist. Like, McGoldrick's onside. Stevens is onside. It's a pre-assist. It's Lundstrom up at the top of the pitch. He's offside yeah. by his big toe. Yeah. And he's not involved in the play. He wasn't yeah. the pre-assist either. Like the pre-assist came from Fleck. So he's not involved in the game whatsoever, not involved in the play, and the goal is chalked off for someone who's complete it might as well be some like 
chalk off the side for the fucking sub on like warming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no guy in the bib. Nah, here, fuck it. Yeah, like it's a it's an offside out nah, of context. There, yeah. 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 And I, I think that more so just wound up such yeah, I feel like, oh lads, we're not losing to this again. Are you fucking joking? Yeah. Get in. And Bollock just goes, ah, here lads, just nip it in. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone misses the ball. I think Dyer got the last touch. But <laughs> but technically speaking, Bollock's shot was on target. So mm-hmm. Eric Dyer was so bad at defending, he couldn't even get the own goal right. He living up to his name. Yeah, Dyer indeed. Apparently he had like a like appendicitis for like a month or something like that. That's why he was so bad. He had appendicitis for a month? Apparently so, yeah. So we're here. I think it was appendicitis where he had a stomach complaint. Something gastric anyway, I can't recall. Can't be. Appendicitis is that it's ruptured. No, uh, yeah, I'm trying to read the... What's the guardian? I think he said he was... Compl- I think he thought it was appendicitis. Yeah. But it wasn't, I think. I can't remember. I only remember like like half reading Because appendicitis article. is that it's ruptured. You've got internal... You've got internal bleeding. Yes. And sepsis is yeah, the risk. I'm you, pretty sure it was the appendicitis. You can't have appendicitis. Yeah. Like, not even somebody as dull as him. <laughs> Maybe he's so stupid he can't he actually... He didn't even realise. Yeah, he, he actually uses the appendix. He's so stupid. Yeah. His cells can't succumb to blood poisoning. That's fact. To be if fair... One of his organs can actually split open and rupture and he won't notice. To be fair, that is important. Like, we should we should lock him down and see how we can <laughs> harness this. Sorry, like that kind of stegosaurus where the brain and the head <laughs> are so far apart. Yeah. Like, you can actually, like, it takes, like, 18 seconds for the pain to register. Right then. Um, speaking of a place that probably still has dial-up uh, broadband... Burnley beating West Ham 3 0. Yeah. Uh, further evidence that West Ham and Roberto are terrible. Uh, just Burnley, Burnley. Like, holy shit. Like, it's. I don't see how um, West Ham did not try and prepare for this. Like, try and mark well, Ashley Barnes. No, it's just. It's, or maybe try and not it, do zonal marking on corners. It's West Ham basically, you know, playing straight to Burnley's hands. Mm. In which case, West Ham, West Ham placed their hands. On the ground, yeah, and presented. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, though. It you is know, yeah, like I, they've I seen in the numerous that. videos that their owners produce. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> no, no, they have a woman. They have a woman uh, president now. They don't do it anymore. They don't do the porn thing. No, no they don't do the porn anymore. No. Fuck. No, that was literally the only thing interesting about this. <laughs> but <laughs> they were owned by porn magnets. It, 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 it's it's <laughs> like the West Ham hierarchy is like the start of a of a really shitty joke. A porn bar, a socialist, and a woman walks into a bar. Yeah, <laughs> buy a stadium for nothing. Mm-hmm. Let the let the taxpayer pay. No, no, for that, it. that gave two meanings to the term West Ham fisted. Yeah. <laughs> Hammers. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, they were just. They were just complete garbage. Yeah, terrible. I, I guarantee you the Brighton players walked off that pitch going, right lads, did, did somebody put them up to this? Like, <laughs> were they bright? Right guys, where's the where's the rest? Yeah, where's yeah. the real West Ham they're, team? They're half expecting like some pranks, the pranksters from Impractical Jokers. Like, hey! We actually got this pub team down the road and they were still hammered. You guys thought yeah. you were playing West Ham and now you were actually playing Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Hamlet. boom. Boom. Like, share and subscribe. Absolutely. Um, That's it. <laughs> I honestly no, the, guarantee that the Brighton players went off there and went that's in the Premier League it's <laughs> Burnley this, this should not oh, yeah, Burnley. that's the second time you've done that I didn't have to do Varan now either you're right offside sorry mate we have to, you have to talk off, talk off the entire sentence I'm sorry um, and did I actually see the uh, Roberto on goal no, no. Oh, apparently, apparently it was savage right so McNeil's taking the corner actually a friend of mine told me not to watch it because he's like as a goalkeeper 
there's a high chance that you will end up oh, is this tearing really similar to uh, something I would have played with possibly yeah. so <laughs> McNeil McNeil gets a corner in right and it's like it's an outswinger but it's going towards the big melee in front of the keeper now Roberto is a tiny keeper he's like the size, say, same size as Bravo you know he's a, he's a small keeper so he's obviously designed to be like a, a ball playing like you know metropolitan Mediterranean keeper which means he's terrible in the air right so <laughs> he tries to there's a big melee in front of him right and he tries to punch it out you know how like Carius we used to give out to him yeah. stop punching it out catch the ball same thing here right he literally just tries to punch the ball out right and here comes the ball right hits off his fist and goes into the net oh my god like he missed times he missed times the punch so so obviously that it just goes bing your, your, in your description actually makes me want to like blind myself yeah I'm not going to so show it to you I don't I don't want to see this no I really like, don't the Rachel, fact that this man is playing now in the Premier League. Yeah. It, yeah, he was a... He, I think he was like the... He was a La Liga keeper anyway. I think he was like second choice somewhere. And he was like meant to be second choice at this club as well. Espanol, I think it was. Because uh, they have a deep, better keeper. Um, but yeah, oh, God, I'm just saying... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. But I'm just saying, Rachel, if you're looking for a keeper, you know... <laughs> I think Roberto might be uh, available sometime soon. Uh, yeah. Going by the last uh, few results. So, so he literally did punch the ball into his own net. He literally did punch the ball, yeah. But he got the punch so wrong that it, uh, it pinged off his fist into the net. Jesus. Yeah. I remember my sister in Gaelic football went out and was pushed as she went to catch a ball. And the push the, the, caused her to kind of just skim the ball. Yeah. And put so much spin on the ball as it was going. It actually went into her own goalkeeper's net. Mm. Um, where it would have been going over probably the bar. Yeah. But she actually knocked it down towards the ground. And she was so upset by it because the ref hadn't seen the push in the back that caused her to do this. Yeah. That the sh- she started crying. <laughs> we can laugh at it now. <laughs> her, the opposition went up to the ref and said, no, I pushed her. She's crying. Please don't, like, take that <laughs> Oh, you see, Roberto, that's what you should have done. That's, you should have started, started crying. crying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one Gaelic match I was in and the opposition team that we were in could only field about... They couldn't field... Uh, a full they team. Were, they couldn't field a full team. They were one player short. Yeah. And apparently one of the guys' mates was over from England. So they got him on. Oh, Jesus. And they put him in goal. <laughs> but what they didn't tell him... But he actually did all right. And um, we, we absolutely massacred them. Mm. But what I started laughing at was one point in the match, one of our goals... Nobody had, he caught the ball, yeah, and he was so delighted he stood there. But nobody had told him that in Gaelic football you you're allowed it. charge to go <laughs> keep your <laughs> So he stood there delighted because it was his first piece of action that he'd done something properly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just stood there as our full forward, just fucking milling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you paddies, I can do this thing, fuck <laughs> because I remember talking. One of our guys, because obviously I was, a, I was in gold at the other side of the pitch, yeah, and, like. The, our midfielder just started laughing and we went out for points with them afterwards mm. and I was talking away to him and I, it's only when I heard his English accent I was like how the fuck did you want to be and they told us yeah. it's like fucking hell and then um, my midfielder went up and just like, told him about the goal he's like yeah nobody told me you're allowed to charge the goalkeeper into the net and it counts I was like did they not tell you that <laughs> they actually put it it's like yeah he's like I caught the ball and I was really happy but then I saw your guy run towards me I was like oh, what's, he, what's he is he going to congratulate me or something what's he doing and then bang and that young English man grew up to be Jordan Pickford <laughs> <laughs> but it was just I was like 
I didn't know what he was doing still running towards me. Like, What's he going to congratulate me? Because our full form was a fucking lunatic at that point. He was uh, a fucking, he was a psychopath. He was more likely to score. He was more likely, he was kind of, it was a coin toss whether or not he was going to get sent off or score like mm. Andrick. You know. So it was a proper Morelos. Ah, well. yeah. yeah. A proper Morelos, yeah. Looper. Sorry, we've gone off the tangent. Yes. Well, <laughs> anyway, you, you might you might want to keep on the tangent because the next game we have to talk about is the evening evening kickoff. Evening. Yeah, the evening kickoff. Yes. Leicester two Arsenal nil. I went into this match expecting to be at the end of an absolute drubbing. Mm. The, going in at half time nil all was a win. Yeah, and I, I think, think it was the way you set up. Took that yeah. as well, look, lads, we're doing brilliant. We're not losing by mm. six goals. And that was enough to Actually, say... Actually, probably should have led going into the break, despite the fact that Lacazette seemingly had forgotten how to keep it. Lacazette had a very bad game. He did. There was game. one particular thing where he's four or five yards out. Mm. Elba's put brilliant piece of skill from Urzel on the right wing. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's gotten the ball to Elba. Somehow, now he's... Urzel has had to thread the ball through two players because they're double marking Aubameyang. Mm. Aubameyang has managed to peel off them, but they've stayed there because they're between him and the ball. So they don't really, they don't think that Urzel's going to get the ball to Elba. Yeah, he does. <coughs> he somehow manages to get it there. The two Leicester players are like, uh, what? what did, did he teleport the ball? <laughs> the fuck! <laughs> Elba turns around, sees Lacazette standing there. Pre, he's past, he's past the sent, the penalty Box, line. Yeah. He's past the penalty line. He's five yards out. Now, granted, the keeper's there and he's got a defender on him, mm. but it's like I said, he's strong enough to hold the guy off and score. We've seen him do it. Before. Yeah, he's yeah. had to turn. He has to twist. That's like just his favorite to... way to score. That's his is favorite hold way to... off a defender yeah. and yeah. pinpoint pass it, or pinpoint pass it usually yeah. into the net. And that's the thing. Elba gets the ball straight to his feet. He turns, goes to bend it in the far post, outside of the post, and I'm like, the fuck. Yeah, and then there was another one as well when he was at the, kind of the edge of the box. He's running. He's he's doing that thing where like strikers, because uh, they because they're being marked at the edge of the box, they kind of run on the preferred side. Yes. So they can just whack it in, and then he, he I think he kicked the ground first before he hit the ball. And the ball just trickles straight. To the yeah, it was pretty it's bad. Like, yeah. It was fuck? shocking. I, uh, and again, there's another confusing formation for me as uh, even just looking at it because well, we I, I kind of read it as a three four one two. We we went with the same formation that we did against uh, Standard Liga. Okay. In the midweek. So it was a back three. So you had your back three. You had your full back. Your wing backs then as yeah. kind of like as part of the midfield, if you like. Yeah. Ozil playing in the pocket and then two strikers. Yeah. So it did kind it almost it kind of worked. Oh, sorry, Victoria. Yes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The even worse one. Yes. The even worse one. Yeah. <laughs> it went to even. So yeah, it was the same. It was the same formation. Mm. Obviously, different personnel. Uh, so yeah, went with a back three of holding Chambers, who had a fucking brilliant game. Yeah, he, Chambers was good. Yeah. And Louise, uh, Tank, and Bellerin. Bellerin the, right, yeah. the wing backs. Which, by the way, if it had been Tierney and Bellerin as the wing backs, I wouldn't have been too upset with this formation. Yeah, um, it's probably the best. It's it's hard to read what's the best formation. It's, with a, it's as close to a better, the best formation as you can get because he had the double pivot in the central midfield mm. of Guendouzi and Torreira, which I don't think they did. They did quite badly, but I think it's because against a less against a team that doesn't have as such good midfield as, as Leicester do, like yeah. all their points are in the field. If we were to do this formation against Wolves. I think that would have been better. Yeah, we, you, you, you'd, you'd probably be cancelled them out a good bit. 
Yeah, and then sitting in front of Guendouzi and mm. Torreira, you'd Urzel behind Aubameyang and yeah. Lacazette. Because yeah. you guys have, have Southampton after the break. Yeah. So that formation, i say, would work a lot better against Southampton because yeah. they don't have that width. But the thing is, is that, like, it just, it, up until up until Vardy's goal, yeah. which, by the way, was terrible. Um, terrible at defending, sorry, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, because one ball from, I think it was T-Elements. Yeah went through the legs of all three of our centre-backs, mm. none of whom decided to turn around and see Vardy completely unmarked at the far post. The thing about that, that goal has, was coming quite a good bit in the first half. Like You could see Leicester was poking out the spaces and stretching, and it particularly stretching the three, the three defenders. You know, mm-hmm. So Vardy was making those, was kind of a... Well, it was but actually more so that, that... But the funny thing is that they weren't stretched. They mm. were literally all in a line oh, in yeah. front of the fucking goal. Well, what I was going to say was stretched out. No, but they were actually gone too close together. Yes. so that one ball took all three of them fucking exactly, out. Exactly, just too close. If together. they'd have actually, yes. if they'd have been stretched out, mm. I think on the right hand side that would have been Chambers. Chambers would have been marking yeah. Vardy, and he'd have gotten to that ball. He'd have, he'd have taken him out because mm. he was having a great fucking game that whole time. It was a curious thing because like stretching him out would have been a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> the, the thing with the, the thing with the Leicester game was like the Perez was finding so much space in the first half. Like holy mm. shit, if he had shooting boots on. Or at least if he was passing properly, he would have got like two or three assists alone in the first half. He came, he went off then for Gray, which was saying I think he was because he had a knock anyway, so yeah. he had to go come off. But Gray was 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 funny because I said to you guys during the first half, I was like if with the best switch would be to put Albrighton on so we can whip crosses in from where Perez was. Yeah. But Gray did something that I wasn't expecting, which is to basically play as um as the opposite side of Barnes, mm. basically to have like three, three uh, forwards going up. So he essentially switched to a 4 3 3, almost, because they're kind of playing a bit further back. Yeah. And it really bothered the Arsenal like back three then, because they're playing right in front of your fo- your wing backs. I'd imagine they, Emery had gone out with the tactics and had given all, uh, from what we kind of see from dressing room talks and mm. from pre match chats with Emery, that he goes into a lot of detail as to if the team does this we do this if yes the team it's a lot this. of reacting yeah yeah it's a lot uh, of reacting preempting reactions even preventative actions yeah yeah but i don't think he had a plan for gray doing this or lester going into that four three three kind mm. of formation because it just yeah. seems like there was no kind of oh shit what we gotta do now yeah that was very much evident when he's right I behind i think it was amy lawrence yeah. in the athletic put up a picture of what his tactic board looked against wolves mm. And it's a load of names and a load of squiggles of if they do this, we're going to do this. If they're going to, you know, and you kind of see like if you kind of sat down for maybe two hours, you can maybe work out, mm. you know, what is actually meant here. And this is kind of the problem with Arsenal now is that there's so much to, to uh, go toing and going. They don't know what to start with and what to end with. When like this is Arsenal, play the way you want to play. Do what Chelsea are doing. Like Chelsea are playing with the personal they do. If they win, they lose, whatever, is what the way they play. I think what's frustrating, you know? like, and I said this before and I will probably continue to say it as long as Emery's in charge, yeah. uh, is if we played well and lost, it wouldn't be as frustrating as just seeing the capitulations that we're seeing. Yeah. Because we looked like we were going to concede the whole match mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, when Verdi did score... Like it wasn't even a case of oh fuck's sake he scored you know mm. which is kind of like oh so it was inevitable time. yeah it was inevitable and I was like here comes the fucking floodgates now. yeah the floodgates have opened and they're just going to fucking go for it yeah Madison's goal because was lovely. Lovely in goal. that second half and it's just been such a fucking part of our season mm. is that around the 60th minute everything shuts down yeah 
Like we cannot push past that. But again, it's it's the same problem that you guys have been having each time, and it's been substitutions. Whichever substitution Emery makes is usually the wrong one. You know, because I think he took Torreira off at sixty minutes, and that was really the wrong call because. At that point, you really didn't... Like, you had the opportunity now to seize the midfield because Perez was off, and they were now deploying with a bit more. And he makes completely the wrong decision. You know, like, he puts Willock on, which, again, Willock obviously has a lot of potential, but not, not the player you need in that moment in time. What we needed was, and it was again, the same... It was the player that wasn't played in the last match, who sat on the bench the whole way through, was Pepe. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Played, did just did not play. For I I match like if you're you're talking about like reacting to like the formation, like t- t- stop reacting. Like, you just like, make go be See? the protagonist, which you keep saying that we yeah. are meant to be. Uh, look, Leicester deserve to win. Yeah. We, Leicester probably deserve to win four 0 Yeah, props to the Leicester uh, uh, crowd, by the way, because when they're two 0 up, they were chanting "sacked in the evening." You're getting sacked in the evening, which is just that's top banter, lads. Well done. Yeah. That's top banter. Uh, let's talk about the Sunday kickoff then, which happened today as of recording, uh, but yesterday because we're working in time warp here. Start off with Wolves versus Aston Villa, the West Midlands Dabby. I don't know why I picked that. I've already forgotten <coughs> the result of this. Um, <laughs> do I ha- go on. Actually, no, don't say anything. Don't say anything, right? I'm going to say it was 2 1 to Villa. Oh, she's so close. It's 2 1 to Wolves. Oh. So, Villa, I think, are in a Spot of bother going into Christmas because they have Tom Heaton injured, mm-hmm. hopefully only a, a strain, so he might be back at some yep. stage. Jed Steer twisted his ankle, yep. so they're down to their third choice goalkeeper. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and Grealish is out still, whatever kind of like niggling injury he has. They think they're down a hair gel fucking malfunction. Some sort of sea creature, yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, I think Wesley was out injured as well today, mm-hmm. so they were actually working with a, a bit of a second string team. Uh, did okay but Wolves are in complete control in this game I watch it from the start finish and just when Wolves are in that mood and just feel like controlling a the game they're just so good to watch like they're just they're, you can see like being in the Europa League is actually working to their benefit because they're able to control games better like Wolves have always had this reputation of being like a a counter-attacking oh, we'll, we'll hit you with sucker punches type of mm. team because they have the likes of like Adama Traore and Jimenez in the team but when they want to control a game, they can do it. Like and Villa were very game. Like they tried their best, just no end product, no mm-hmm. like finishing whatsoever. Um, and again, a wonderful goal by Ruben Neves doing exactly what he's been doing since he's been here. He's just why is he so good at long shots? It's mad. Like it's just one of those I, players with an eye for it. I love it. I love watching him play. I watch love watching him just like score. I don't care if he scores against us whenever we play him. It's just like oh, just just take it. Take take the three points. You deserve it. Like <laughs> is he like, Villa or Wolves? He's Wolves. <laughs> he's too, he's, he's too good for Villa. This is why I haven't heard of him. <laughs> he's really sure that he's, he's, he's quite good at the football. Quite good at the football. Um, the other Sunday kickoff then was a routine-ish 3-1 win for United against Brighton. This is two own goals from Brighton to give United a two-goal lead, wasn't it? Uh, the proper goal was... Uh, yeah, sorry. Pereira scored the uh, first goal. That's okay. what was given to him. Uh, I think it was McTominay tried to claim the second goal, but it was definitely a proper own goal. Right. Sorry, it was a Davy proper own goal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I hate uh, myself uh, for that. Um, and then it was pretty much that. Then I think, like, I haven't seen the match myself, but a lot of people have been saying this has been the United's best performance all season. Oh. A lot of people just said, no, they're actually quite good. Dunk got a goal in the second half. Rashford equalised. Or, say here, equalised me. Um they scored straight away after that, making a three-one, and that was it. It was just a, it was probably the most routine result United had all season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So, in that case then, let's move on fucking to the... Fucking cowardly bastards giving up the banter game already at this point. During poppy banter season Banter to the well. fucking end, yes, fucks. During poppy season as well, how could you? Fucking traitors. 18 million in a year, never done a war. Never even done a war. Never even done a war. Never even done a war. <laughs> <laughs> There's a title of the video. <laughs> um, so, let's move on to the main event, shall we? Yeah. Liverpool 3, Man City 1. As of recording, we've just finished watching this match... I will give the floor to you guys. What did you think of it? No, I see you were shite. I agree. <laughs> they, were, um, they were terrible. From what I saw, because I saw the last 20 minutes. Yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, City were kind of knocking at the door, but like in the same way a kid would do a knock-a-dolly. <laughs> that, was, that does sound like a really good way of putting it, because like they were... They were taking a shot, but also not really arsed with whoever mm. answered the I suppose the closest <clears> they really came, and obviously they did score... With a very, very, very good Bernardo goal. Very yeah. good Bernardo Silva goal, but um, Aguero missing a goal that not even even a month or so ago he would have done if he'd have shot him in both knees mm. and he'd have still have scored that. Yeah. He, he goes to side footed and then misses the ball entirely. He's even ahead, he's ahead of Alisson, so there's no way he's get, Alisson is getting to this ball. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Aguero's nailed on. Yeah. yeah, he's just nailed on, he just has to get in the way of it. He tries to kind of side foot it. The ball's gone, <laughs> ball's yeah. Gone. <laughs> and you can even see, like in slow motion, you see him just going, no. Uh, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it happens automatically for him. But, um, yeah. Pep was interesting to watch in the sideline. Yeah. Um, oh, it's passive-aggressive, aggressive. Oh, gee. Aggressively passive-aggressive. At, yeah. at the officials where he was shaking the hand like incredibly viciously. Yes. <laughs> and I can only say state his hand shaking as vicious. Going, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. He's been fucking with you. And the screaming at the web for the handball. Yes. The screaming. It's like, twice. Fucking twice, twice. Fuck you! Pushing the air. Yeah, you know he's really, really pissed off when he's smiling as he's screaming into. Oh yeah, because you know he's like, you fucks. And the guy's thing is like, even like the whole the whole suspense turns into a fucking pantomime because like even Otamendi was going, oh that was that's liquid football that is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then like you know Scott Carson's going, I really shouldn't be here. Don't mind me, I'm irrelevant. We love you, Scott Carson. Really, you haven't done anything with your career, but fuck it, you deserve it. Uh, no, uh, since it was, yeah, no, it was like if City, I mean, bar Aguero missing a goal that you would have put your mm. house on him scoring. Yeah, uh, like anybody who claims City deserved to be in this game at any point really needs their eyes checked. Yeah, like uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, mm. Liverpool didn't play exceptionally well. They just played to the point. They played to the level. They where played they, better. They played where, better. Yeah, yeah. They played to you the know. level where they were beating City, mm. and then kind of were like, okay, let's enjoy yourselves. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fabinho's goal was just absolutely thwacked in from a huge yeah. distance. Mm. Brilliant goal. Um, the second goal, which was Mane, was it? It was uh, Salah. Oh, the second goal Salah was Salah again. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. The third goal was poor goalkeeping from Bravo. Yes. That was shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The cross to the back post was brilliant, but he's just standing in the middle of his goal, going. Oh, oh look, look at that, that ball. ball! Should I do something? Oh, great. You oh know? shit! Oh shit! I was meant to do something. Oh, you know, oh, to the back the ball's going to your far post. Mm. Oh, sorry, the ball's going to your near post. Cover your near post. He decides not to do this. Yes. And then so when Mane gets in ahead of Walker, which he should have never have been allowed to do, mm. considering that Walker somehow was goal side of him. Yeah. <laughs> so Walker's actually done everything right and still somehow manages to fail. Hmm which is classic Walker. Yeah. Um, and then Mane gets the ball 
and then Bravo does he does a really weird in thing fairness, when he, I think Kyle Walker would have done a better job at saving that goal yeah he probably, probably would have because yeah. yeah. Bravo does this kind of weird thing where he realises that he's not going to cover he's not got his post covered and Mane's got the header on so he tries to not he doesn't dive in the direction of the ball he tries to dive behind the ball to scoop it out Yeah. hence why he gets a hand to it but, but it's, it's like yeah, he's it's, gotten his hand to it when the ball's already crossed his the hand's entire line. The he's already gone into yeah. the net yeah. to punch it out but <laughs> the ball's already over the line by the time he makes contact exactly. with it. and it's just like and it's all, it all stems from him just standing there going it all stems oh. from him forgetting that he's yeah. a goalkeeper and needs to catch that ball do you know what it is or it, the, it, he can't catch the ball but at least cover your fucking near post for a keeper he has really bad awareness of where the goal is he's very bad positioning very bad positioning his positioning, yeah. his positioning is <laughs> like terrible he, like if we'd left that like play go on like he could have found him halfway up the pitch going oh shit how do I get here? <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. line am I meant to be on? Not the one in the middle of the pitch, Bravo. <laughs> oh. said that. Scott, Scott, get your kid off. It's it's it's, it's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad one. Yeah. Um, guy, we're gonna have to take him back. We, we got a, we got a cold red. Yeah, cold red. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's yeah. At no point did they ever deserve to win this game. Pep's almost certainly gonna go mental over the VAR decision. Yeah. Um. The first, no, the first fire decision is not a handball because Silva has handballed it first. Yes. So he's handballed it into, was it Robertson? Into Robertson, yeah. So he's... Into he, uh, Arnold, sorry. Oh, sorry, Arnold. So, <laughs> so Bernardo Silva's run-up, he's being marked, I think, by Fabinho. Yes. And he goes, yeah. he goes to try and hit the ball. Cannon's off Fabinho, who's right in front of him. I don't know how he's somehow managed to hit the ball into the player right in front of him. Mm. Fuck it, he manages it. The ball cannons up, off his arm. Yeah. Onto <laughs> onto Trent's arm. Onto Trent's arm. Fly out. Fly yeah. out. And they want a handball for that. I was like, no. Law, letter of the law is, you were the attacker. So it the ball hit out. your hand. Mm. It's a free out. Yeah. I think they were super pissed off because from the break... They scored. That was the first Liverpool Yes. Goal. That's what they were upset about, yeah. That's why I think they're going to really go, but he had the fucking handball. What about Silva's handball first? But he handballed her. He yeah. fucking handballed her. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about Silva's handball? He fucking handballed her. I guarantee you're just going to get that all the time. Yeah, the like, second one, however, is actually a handball. Yeah, it is a handball. By the leisure of the law. But it's a defensive handball, so is it, you know, it's... Not really. He's, that, that was given as a penalty in the Champions League. Yeah. But again, it's the different ruling in the Champions League. Any handball in the box is a penalty, it, regardless of defence or attacking. Yeah. The Premier League, they have that distinction. Yeah, it's weird the way, because Sil- it's Sterling... He's being marked by that's Arnold, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, he's being marked. Arnold's doing that weird thing whereby he's got his hands right down by his side. Yes. As he's trying to kind of move. Mm. And so as Sterling hits the ball, he tries to turn it into the. He twists he away. Twists, from, yeah. He twists away. But as what you do sometimes when you twist your body away from. Yeah, you have it open there. You leave your hand. Yeah. He leaves his hands out. Well, that's and what VAR was confirming. Was that like that is a natural? Well, I wouldn't say it's an, is it a natural thing. It will be a natural thing if you're turning your body that way. You're gonna lead. To, you're gonna you have. You can't your, make your arm disappear. Yes. So, but, you, but at least when you turn, you bring your arm. With you, you bring your arm with you. Yeah. However, it is kind of instinct to kind of leave it hanging there because you're yeah. trying to get your body out of the way. Yeah, it's, it's, you're, do, you're doing that basically. Which makes yeah. no sense because in football you're trained. By the way, your body is allowed to hit the ball. Yeah. This isn't. Mm. So don't leave this hanging out. He left the hanging out. That's why you see a lot of the players running up with their arms yeah. behind their back. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Because yeah. we, yeah. we, we lashed Moreno out of it because he's it all the time. That was mm. something he did when he was playing for Sevilla. I, I feel like if it was another ref or another VAR assistant, that would have been a penalty. Oh, that would have been a penalty. And it, pr- it actually probably should have been. 
Yes. So they're gonna I have think that. That's more of a deliberate handball than some of their deli- like non-deliberate handballs. Like yeah. the, the fact mm. that he had to consciously kind of leave his arm behind him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like it, like the game had kind of weird like little layers to it. Like it was obviously the VAR calls was one part of it. The obviously the got the game kind of started off with City being the better team. Like they were actively trying to play football, where we were. We were designed to spring on the counter, which is something we haven't done in quite a while. Yeah. But you could see why, because we from the even from the first goal, Jesus Christ, the space we had on the flanks was insane. It was like, huge. It was huge because the Isn't back four that kind of a tactic that like a lot of teams have actually used against you is to allow your wingers have those crosses because they might have twenty crosses mm. in the match. That's what we but did. If they, yeah. Yeah, if you're good in the air, go for it. Like yeah. by all means do that. If you have uh, the likes of a I don't know if you had a Van Dyke in your defence or like a Maguire or Sayunchu, mm-hmm. someone like that, someone with height and is really good in the in the air, no problem, he'll pick those uh, crosses out, no problem. But City don't have that. They have Stones and Fernandinho as their centre backs. Walker and Angelino were their wing were their wing backs. I've never even heard of Angelino. Angelino's their third choice left back because okay. uh Mendy's injured and Zinchenko's actually Mendy was on the bench. Yeah. Excuse me. He wasn't actually selected for some reason. Mendy was just seen as too cavalier, apparently. Uh, Zinchenko's injured and Laporte I think actually gets probably better billing than uh, Angelino even though he's a centre-back he yeah. plays left-back as well and he's fucking good at left-back too he's yeah, awesome well, Laporte, Laporte is a very very good defender he's a great defender there's a reason why they spent when they spent 60 million when they spent oh, 52 million they outspent, they outspent us on Laporte I think yeah, yeah. and I, I was sitting there going like, well, it was 52 million or something something it? like that yeah 52 or 56 yeah. million and I went that's actually brilliant Considering that you spent seventy five million on Van Dyke, I think he had a release clause in his contract. That's what it yeah. was. And yeah. when they spent fifty two million on the port, I was like, "That's fucking brilliant." Yeah, because yeah. he's a very, very good defender, and City knew that. Built their entire defense around him, mm-hmm. and won the league out of it. And won the league out. Yeah, the, the Porte company, is, no one could get past them. Yeah, no one could get past the them. The problem is, is that company retired. They never replaced them. Yeah, the port got injured. Yeah, and then they got nobody. Yeah, they're dealing with John Stones. They're dealing yeah. with Stones. They're dealing with Walker. Otamendi. Otamendi. <sighs> Otamendi wasn't even in this. In this, he was in. Oh, he was on the bench. Like he yeah, was they, not they, even considered they didn't for the squad. Even like. field. No, Otamendi. That's how bad he is. Yeah, and that was they're, and that's they're, the they're, they put Fernandinho back. And that was the issue was that you have the options of there for doing like a back three or back five. Like I was saying, I was actually saying to you before the podcast, if you want to nullify our main threats, which is Robertson and Trent. You just do the low block, as Mourinho calls it, is what United did a couple of weeks ago, where you push your wing backs, you play a back five, you push your wing backs up to the to the halfway line, which in this case which in their case was what was young and Wan Basaka, and you just tell them to sit on Robertson and Trent. And the reason is you basically choke them out of the game, you give them no space whatsoever. So whenever they get the ball, you just on them straight away. Yeah. Right? Um, and obviously because our midfield are not inherently creative, you know, <clears throat> all the ball has to go to them and expect them to play ball, to play passes in and out. Um, but City didn't do that. City did what you were talking about there, which was to invite pressure on from the wing-backs, hoping that they would expose themselves and have the likes of Sterling and Bernardo go into our space and do the opposite. Sterling was Sterling never has a good game at Anfield. Like, well, they, there's fairness. definitely a hoodoo there with him but, in particular. But in all fairness, he got enough space to make it to have a good game, he did he like kinda... a Saint Maximum where he had the ball and he ran with it, but then actually had no end product. No, yeah. like, but he was running into a defender. That was the thing. Like we were actually quite good defensively between Lovren and Van Dijk. Oh, God, I wish I can't believe I just said that. But Lovren is actually really, really good in this game. Like he genuinely, like he, he got in the way. He got in the way of literally everything. Yeah, he did. There was not. He I don't. Did th- I don't such think such weird clearances, but it was good. But that's yeah. why Lovren is. Lovren is a last last ditch defender, and he's fucking good at it. He did a sacco. Yeah. 
And he's good at it. But he went yeah. just fucking mental. Yeah, he is good at it. And again, going back to the point, like this, this first goal didn't necessarily expose the wing-backs thing. Obviously, we got the outlet mm-hmm. from it. But Fernandinho, for Pino's goal was just so good. Yeah. Like, he just goes... And you can hear all the amphitheaters going, shoot, shoot. Yeah. He fucking did shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> we, those people do listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the Salah goal was the perfect example of why Pep fucked this game up. Simple as... All Pep had to do was field the same, do the exact same thing he did last season, which was to nullify the midfield, choke the midfield, choke the fullbacks, just press high, and hope that the ball doesn't go over the top. He didn't do it this time. He allowed us. He allowed the wing backs to go forward and cross in, yeah. and two of the goals came from that. Actually, what what his problem was that the two wing backs, the fullbacks, sorry, Angelino Walker were playing right beside the centre backs. Now, they were like, they're, as I meant to say, distance between me and Neil here. Like, they were very, very tight. Angelino was right beside um, St- uh, Fernandinho for the Salah goal. So, whenever when Salah was cutting in then around Angelino, Fernandinho couldn't react because there's a player fucking in front of him. He couldn't see. And then Salah just goes, yeah, goal. Cheers, thanks. Yeah. You know, and the same thing then, the and because Angelino had such a bad, he was, had a really bad game. Like, he could have, he should have been subbed off. At half time, but he didn't. Like I only came in for the last few minutes of that mm. match, and I first of all I didn't know who Angelino was, never even heard. Yeah. Of him. <laughs> but he, uh, the one thing I will say is that he demanded the ball for a throw in off Sterling, as if he was like, I have this so plan. Funny. Yeah. I have this plan. Give me the ball, quick. Give me the ball, and then stood for about uh... thirty seconds. There, <laughs> like doing nothing. Yeah. I know. And like this is a match where you are chasing the game. You are at chasing Anthony. the league. Like you're about to go nine points behind Liverpool mm. in the standings, like you need, and you just like, uh, wait, what do I do? What was I meant to do? I meant to pass it. What's your name again? Yeah, it's it's crazy, and the the funny, the incredible thing about it was that that kind of sums up Man City's game. They just really overcooked it, I, especially like, and Pep does this all the time. It's one of his, it, if anything, it's his major flaw. Is that when it comes to a big game? That's why you, that's why you can't win the Champions League. He'll obsess over it. Yeah. He'll obsess he over how to fix it. Yeah, and that's the thing. The like League. even the the hard, the cringy fucking Amazon documentary they did. Like even back then, two years ago, <laughs> he was obsessing about Liverpool, obsessed with how to beat them because he still doesn't think he can crack them. You know, he's so scared of like, from like he actually name dropped Firmino, Salah, Mane, Lallana as the four main threats of the of their Liverpool team at the time. Lallana was like playing quite good. But even then, like, that was before we introduced Robertson and Trent as our other main threats. And then, oh, if all else fails, we'll just have Ox go in and just start, like, you know, smashing balls for fun. Yeah. You know, so, like, he's scared of our team. In the same way that perhaps we'd be scared of the likes of De Bruyne and Aguero. Like, we know, like, when we go to the Man, we, when we go to the Man City Stadium, Aguero will score a goal against us. Yeah. Probably two, probably three. But we're accepting that. We understand that. We know we're kind of braced for it at this stage. I'm just happy we won at Anfield... Because to me, that this feels like a six-point swing, and for me, this feels but like nine ahead now. Yeah, nine ahead, and for me, like this feels like okay, this feels like a, this is the real acid test for the team now. Now I feel like we actually could win the league from this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now I will still reserve judgments until after Christmas because from from the international break onwards, we have two Such games. Such a packed fixture list. We have two games a week for six weeks. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough. Like yeah, we'll be doing very well if you we don't come out with injuries or knocks or whatever it is. Like every player we have is gonna be used. Mm-hmm. Like we're like even still like the the, the the horrible bullshit about the Carabao Cup is that we're gonna have to play two different teams, split the team in half, split the coaching team in half, 
to play one game in Birmingham with for Villa in the car, in the League Cup final quarter final, and then go to and then the, the next day we're Just in Qatar. Been so much better if Arsenal won. We were hoping he would have, to be honest. It would have yeah. really helped us out there, considering yeah. that if we do somehow beat Villa with like a team of jobbers, then we have two semi-finals between two Premier League games then, yeah. So they'll yeah. just be adding more games to our fixture list. And hoping that the FA Cup third round is a generous draw, we don't get the replay, because they won't have to do a replay of that game as well. Yeah. And that just proves that the FA don't give a fuck. Indeed. So, uh, we'll leave this one then with a readout of the Premier League table, starting at the bottom. Uh, Norwich are officially bottom now with 7 points and the rest of the drop zone is Southampton and Watford they're both on 8 points Mm -hmm. Villa are actually 17th with 11 although again you could could argue they might be a little bit like better off than where they are now here's the interesting part lads West Ham are 16th 13 points Everton and Spurs are 14th and 15th oh Newcastle are 13th that's like the only thing that keeps me happy like I said that's keeping me happy and not yeah. like manically depressed I know right? season is that Spurs are doing so much worse yeah but not even so much worse just worse, worse. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it, should that should, that, other words should that rectify itself somehow mm. I'll have to be kept away from sharp objects yeah yeah I'm sure you will be <laughs> so um, Newcastle Crystal Palace and Brighton and Burnley all on 15 points split by goal difference Burnley top of them are in 10th place then we have Bournemouth and Wolves and United all on 16 mm-hmm. uh, then we have Arsenal and Sheffield United 5th and 6th unbelievably Sheffield then, then beating us on goal difference Sheffield uh, on we are on minus one on goal difference yes we I, are. Know, I was saying that I said that before the podcast I was like thank fuck for Burnley uh, because other than that we would be the only team in the top 10 with a negative goal difference indeed indeed and again I, I, I love that I just the idea of if Sheffield United could stay fifth somehow we could see overlapping centre backs in Europe oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Europe's actually ready for that no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, think if they see that, they'll actually demand that the UK leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're trying to wrap it up now. So yeah, that's, 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 that's Sheffield no, are doing no, well. Wrap no, it up, close no, it down, no, close it down. No, no. no they're gonna they're, s- they're, their top goal scorers are their two centre-backs. Get them to fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield out. Actually, they were, they were a Brexit vote in City, so that End makes sense. End this madness. Yeah. Uh, the top four then, believe it or not, Man City are fourth yeah. with 25. Yeah. Leicester and Chelsea are second and third with 26. And then that leaves Liverpool still undefeated, 34 points, a near-perfect record. If it wasn't mm-hmm. for those pesky Man United fans that somehow got us to, you know, uh, got like into our heads. Like I said, no, they didn't get into your heads. It was the club, the, the history, history, the badge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, fucking Ole off the wheel. So, so in this last two weeks has just been a show for Arsenal. It's been a great show for Liverpool. Yeah. And fuck everyone else. And long live the interlude because you guys really fucking need it. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to take our halftime break here. We'll see you tomorrow for our proper liquid football podcast where we'll actually start taking the piss a bit. So we'll see you then, guys. Tune in. Woo!